Consequence Podcast Network. A lot of people live in denial because they think that to be realistic is to be depressing. I'm Dr. Mike, host of Going There. It was the first song where I wrote about how I felt like my depression was killing me and I didn't want it. Going There breaks the stigma of mental health issues by having real, honest conversations with your favorite musicians, including Alessia Cara, Lizzie Hale, Jewel, Jason Isbell, Gerard Way, Lauren Gray, Shamir, and Barty Strange. There was something there that was so raw where I was like, wow, I can't believe someone would say that. Let's go there on Going There with Dr. Mike, brought to you by Sound Mind Live and the Consequence Podcast Network every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Vacation starts with VA. One thing you'll love about your trip to Virginia is that you'll never have to settle for one thing. All that you love is all in one trip. Start yours at virginia.org. Adapt, change, grow, force majeure. Now we're hearing hitting pause. What's going on with all these new words with the music festivals? We're going to talk about it this week on the What Podcast. Welcome back to the What Podcast. I'm Barry. That's Lord Taco. Joining us is Brian Stone. You know him. You love him. We know him. We love him. He's been on the show several times. He's a longtime member of Camp Nut Butter. Glad to see you, Brian. How are you? Thanks for having me on and uh, going forward, looking forward to be involved more often. And I'm not the one with the bad connection for the maybe the first time ever. And I'm happy about that. <laughs> Hard it's early. Lines work very well. hard, yeah, hard yeah. connections work very well, but uh, looking forward to talking to the mayor. It's uh, early. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So, yeah, Brian is with us. Uh, as we've said before, Brad, uh, you know, co-host, uh, what do you call it, Emeritus? I don't know. That makes him sound like he's gone. Brad uh, is taking some time off, and uh, Brian has agreed to uh, join Russ and I, Lord Taco and I, to share his insights you've been to every single one right yeah uh jumped the fence in the first year uh down the line we can spend some more time on stuff like that if we want to go back and look at some bonnaroo history um jumped the fence in the first year but i was there barely counts but it counts. me too me too i was I, there day one <laughs> and then i've been I the whole week the whole weekend <laughs> or at least you know over two-thirds of the weekend uh, pretty much ever since. And uh, Brad's as good as it gets when it comes to this kind of industry work and uh, happy to be able to try to fill a, a little bit of a void there. But it's uh, one of my favorite things to do. Talk music, talk uh, festivals, talk 
just the, the entertainment industry all the way around. So looking forward. To yeah, it. well, that's I mean, that's a good point. We should I should spend a minute. Uh, you know, I if you listen to this show and I have to keep reminding myself, not everybody listens every week, which is stunning. I don't understand it. But can you I don't understand why they wouldn't get it? What's know, the matter with you uh, people? So, I mean, I had uh, 37 years writing basically entertainment for the Chattanooga Times Free Press. Brian is a, is a veteran radio guy, um, worked for Brad, with Brad, uh, yeah, not with. The, during you, the, uh, the the more unfortunate times in my career. I'm kidding. Yeah, you, I'm kidding. and you host your own podcast, Stone on Air, which is, uh, I've always said, a great name and one of the greatest logos ever. I don't know if I've ever told you that. I think Nate Gale yeah. came up with that, right? Uh, yeah, I appreciate that, yeah. Um, oh, I love it. I yeah, think the, it's awesome. Yeah, the... the the podcast I do on a weekly basis is is focusing right here locally where we're from in Chattanooga, a little regional, mostly uh, right here in town. So I thank you, uh, Wisconsin, for being here. You probably don't care about the podcast that I do, but it is there if you'd like to check it out. Yeah. So anyway, so point being, uh, Brian, like us, has uh, Bonnaroo ties and media ties, and you like uh, you like the sausage making stuff almost as much as we do, I assume. And uh, so looking forward to having you uh, contribute and be part of the show. And, and today is a great example of that. Uh, I'm very happy. Uh, so to, to set this up, the we found out this week that Moon River, which is a festival here in Chattanooga uh, that moved here five years ago after starting in Memphis, it moved because it outgrew Memphis, uh, came here, sold out in like 10 minutes the first year. I'm, I mean, yeah, and three we've hours. Covered every, every year that it's been here, too. We've I'm gone right. and we've interviewed guests. We've talked to a uh, big part we've of talked to Drew Holcomb. We've talked to a lot of people with Moon River. So it's been a big part of our show. Big part of our show, big part of Chattanooga. And we're going to talk to Mayor Tim Kelly, uh, Chattanooga Mayor Tim Kelly, because Moon River announced that it was hitting the pause button. They're not the only one. We've heard of a couple of festivals that are hitting the pause button. And uh, that's a new phrase. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. New phrase to us anyway. I don't know what that means. It, in our minds, and maybe we're cynics, that means you're not coming back. Uh, you know, so why not just say we're not coming back? So the the pause part of it is is new right yeah and that's just um you know going down the road is it's typical pr kind of stuff uh whether it be political entertainment or um whatever it might be you you don't say exactly what you're doing right. and uh because you want to play it's, some it's damage. not you it's me yeah it's it, not you it's me yeah it's damage control <laughs> for reaction Heard that before <laughs> damage control for reaction and uh, if you just say, thanks, Chattanooga, we out, like, you know, yeah. that doesn't sit as well as we're going to make it bigger and bolder and better in 25. Well, bigger, better, bolder, all those words to me equals uh, another city, another venue, and uh, thanks, uh, yeah. but no thanks. And But that's just the cynic of me. If, if you're here regularly, you'll eventually start to realize that's kind of where I come from on most all uh, subject matter. Hope I'm wrong, but when you talk about the pause button, Barry, the, the pause button uh, terminology has been used maybe the most in this damn city right here. Yeah. Both of our festivals are gone. Yeah, we've had the, two. Mm -hmm. 
one of the coolest the cities weird. in the in the south now has lost our um our our big festival music scene which we've had for so long and we'll we'll hear more from the mayor can we get that back will that continue we'll, we'll do we want out. it back Maybe. do we need yeah. it back do we need it Ex exactly that that is a legitimate question do we want it most people are going to answer yes because that's an easy quick answer do we need it that's the more difficult question do we need yeah. it i i the, the short answer no i mean we don't need it but we i think we all want it and um and, and, and if it's not moon river it's something else just for just for uh being factual we also have a third festival j fest uh, which we don't talk a lot about because it's a Christian music fest, and that's I have nothing against Christian music. It's just not in my wheelhouse. Quite successful. But it draws 12, 13,000 people, same yeah. as Riverbend the last two years and Bonnaroo. So, you know, give them give them their credit. We do, It's just not something we talk a lot about. It's not a camping. It's a one day. It's a it's a different animal for a lot of reasons. But but I don't want to uh, ignore them because for city our size to have had three festivals you know in the 10 to 15,000 people range is pretty amazing but we lost two of them within a couple of months and that's kind of what we're here to talk about um lots of reasons lots of speculation we've heard everything from mismanagement to weather to that's moving to Huntsville. We get into that. Brian, you, you asked the mayor directly about that. Um, I have been told prior, I knew it was coming. I had been told that it was moving to Huntsville. The, my contacts with live nation C3 tell me, no, it's not, it's not going to Huntsville in no way, shape or form. Is it going to Huntsville? Yeah, I my don't have any more insight than you would on this. Yeah, my I people don't. in Huntsville were stunned when I asked. Hmm. Uh, the reason we mention that is because Huntsville has become so aggressive in, in a good way. I don't mean that ugly. They have decided they want to become a music city. Their mayor is committed. Uh, yep. Their their city count whatever you know the the powers that be are committed to making Huntsville. Um, a music place and that's why i think it this show will be interesting to people outside of chattanooga and, and huntsville is because that's what we talk about and we talked to to mayor kelly uh, about that specifically and um for clarification on the front end here we were talking about tiffs that's tax incremental financing which is a, a pretty creative way of the last I don't know how long, 20 years or so of governmental spending and uh, repayment of bonds and things like that, that we have a whole lot of other things that have nothing to do with music here right. in this town that people are fighting over TIFs. So when you hear TIFs, that's what we're talking about, tax incremental financing that will, um, in theory, pay back this money that is um, that has been borrowed to, to, to fund these facilities, to fund these events. And I, it was news to me, You'll when you find out today, listen to today's show, how aggressive Huntsville has been. And they're using that same kind of governmental financing and their area of Alabama doesn't seem to care. At least it doesn't appear meaning from a, just an overall snapshot of their it, social media is really your best place to see that. You don't see as much pushback here in Chattanooga. We're getting a lot of pushback on that. It's interesting. You say it that way. Cause that's um, to bring it back to Bonnaroo, 
a lot of people don't know, don't care. You buy a ticket and you go and you hear the music, but it's not been, it's not a rainbows and unicorns relationship up there in coffee. No, County. it's not. No, no, no. They've had land issues, uh, uh, annex issues, tax issues, coffee County issues. How much money here? The three dollar per ticket there. They want yeah. There's been a lot, and that that's yeah. been quieter recently. But certainly a lot of talk about yeah. You know, I mean the who hotels, gets what out you of know, who goes to Manchester other to see Mama and them, except for Bonnaroo. <laughs> and so a hotel room you know goes from fifty five dollars to four hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. You know, so there's it, it's there's a lot that goes on with stuff like this. Tennessee is a fabulous state governmentally i have some issues but uh landscape and aesthetically it's 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 one of my favorite states in, in the union oh, yeah. here but um i'd like to say there was something else to do in manchester there's not <laughs> there's nothing else to do in manchester <laughs> there's not no if you drive an hour each direction you'll find something well that's right and so not there and that's why I think this was so relevant to have Mayor Kelly on with us, um, because what does a city do? I mean, how far do you bend over? And he, he mentions this. Uh, how yeah. far do you bend over? How much do you give up? How much do you be the uh, aggressor? How much money do you put on the table uh, for an event? And what's the payoff? Uh, and, I, and I don't I don't want to put words in his mouth, but am I am I saying that right? I mean, I don't. You know, it, it, those are the questions. Um, mm -hmm. A city can write the big fat check, and that is a quote, um, but then you're on the hook for it. And I didn't say it in the in the in the episode, but that's what a lot of people used to do, including Chattanooga with Riverbend, Birmingham, Atlanta, you know, Knoxville, all had um, city run, city promoted, city financed, at least partially events and then you get rained out for two straight years well and many of them have right um, I, right yeah yeah well and mm -hmm. many of the ones you're just speaking of of the other cities surrounding they had all gone out of business that's my uh, point yeah that's music exactly Midtown, my point music they, midtown the initial one went out of business city stages in in birmingham went out of business river stages in nashville these are all pretty old these are all like 20 years old yeah they all went out of business but they were huge more city street oriented day come go kind of a uh, daily thing and they all went under and right. um and they were all government subsidized so yeah that's my yeah that's that's why i bring those up so that's what it and i you know we had mayor kelly again uh i i should say this um and i mentioned it briefly but i'm serious about this so i woke up on a saturday morning thinking about this moon river thing and thought because I was reading all the social media, you know, everybody's blaming so-and-so and this, that, and it's the city's fault and we need a manager and it's mismanagement. And, and I thought, well, who can answer that? And I thought Tim Kelly, Mayor Tim Kelly can. And, and I thought, you know, who, you don't bother the guy. It's a get Saturday the mayor morning. on the phone. Barely yeah. Get the mayor <laughs> on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, don't bother the guy. And then I thought, you know what, this is exactly what he would want to talk about. So I sent him a text and it took maybe three minutes and he was like, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I do not ever want to abuse uh, a relationship and won't ever again, but I knew this was something that he would want to talk about. And sure enough, he did. And he gave us 
what, 50 minutes. So on a Sunday, and I, I don't want to discount how much I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, time is money. Money is time. It's valuable. Yeah. But I mean, he's, yeah. you'll hear, you'll hear he's, this is, this is Pat, he's passionate about it. And I knew he would be. And I say in the, in the interview, and I mean it, and I'll say it again, if there's another mayor out there who cares more about live music than Tim Kelly, I want to meet the guy. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and he is a Bonnaroo fan. He's been a long oh, time yeah. and we t- even talk about that. All right. So, all right. So quick takeaways. Um, the importance of a music festival to a city. We talk about that. We talk about it's a, is it an industry reset? Is it a city thing? Is it a um, live nation? Live our, nation price, run, our price is becoming an issue. Our price is uh, becoming yeah. an issue. We didn't talk about, and I have been told by several people within the industry that this is just a bad year for headliners. He does kind of mention that when he says that DJs are a lot cheaper than bands. Yeah. We didn't dial down into that, but that's yeah. the truth, right? It's um, very true. Um, so, we, and, you know, we heard last year, Russ, I think we talked about it briefly on this show, uh, just trucking. I mean, logistics, just moving bands mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. city to city. All of that stuff went way up. So the co- And hotels, which, which we just mentioned a little while ago, it's all gone up. So... Oh, yeah, if there's if there's four people on stage, there's hundreds behind the scenes responsible yeah. for and you got to move them, them on stage. Yeah, you got to move them, and <laughs> there's equipment and feed them, house them, move them, feed them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, and and I think Tim's first answer to our question, you know, what happened is it's complicated. Um, it's complicated. So, um, all right, what am I missing? Uh, this was a great interview. I think it's relevant. I mean, we talk a lot about Chattanooga, but I think everything we talk about is relevant to anywhere USA, right? Oh, absolutely. Yep. I mean, this, this, you, your your festival in your town could do the same thing and maybe already has, you know. For, it's happening from, all over the country, yeah. 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 Regardless of the size and the scope of the nature, I mean, it's... Yeah. It is it's complicated. Just, what's new is this pause thing. I still don't know what that i don't know if like i said is that uh it's, it's not you it's me i'm it's gonna buzz, go look and see the if new, there's a prettier girl the out there terminology yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah what if you're yeah if your girlfriend said i'm gonna put things on pause what does that mean yeah i i, I think i can do better so you're telling me this <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah, we all know what it means Schmuck's don't lose like my number but i think i can do better like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know how else to describe that actually. I, I think I can do better. We're gonna go look. All right. Uh well here we go. This was our interview with uh Chattanooga Mayor Tim Kelly talking about uh Moon River hitting the pause button in Chattanooga and what it might mean uh to other festivals and other cities. All right, uh with us again. Lord Taco, Russ, to his family and me, <laughs> Brian Stone, and a very special guest, uh, Chattanooga Mayor Tim Kelly. Uh, we kind of mentioned in the intro why we wanted to talk to uh, Mayor Kelly. 
Um, but I want to set it up a little bit more so he kind of knows where we're coming from on this. The big news in, in our city this week was that Moon River has hit the pause button. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the reason I wanted to talk is because they're not the only festival around the country that is using that phraseology. Yep. And that kind of struck me as odd, number one. Uh, number two, obviously, social media gets out there and everybody wants to blame whoever. Um, and one of the one of the things or entities that gets blamed is the city of Chattanooga itself for not caring, not trying enough, not being committed. And it just struck me uh, Saturday morning as I was sitting there that if there's a mayor out there who is more committed to live music, uh, I, I want to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think so. Right. Yeah. I mean, the last time you and I saw each other was at the Richard Lloyd concert That's right. uh, yeah. probably a month ago. And I wanted to give shout out condolences to the Richard's uh wife sheila and her family they lost their mother this weekend sorry about that Um, sorry to hear that to the o'keefe's yeah and uh also shameless shameless name dropping but uh i wanted to tell you also tim and richard uh rhino records is going to release a special edition of marquee moon oh that's awesome a little bit uh, yeah so you might want to you might want to look that up and get on the list. I will definitely do that. Be I've been a Rhino fan since you know back in the uh, back in the days when I discovered you know punk in uh, nineteen seventy nine or eighty. So yeah, that's that's great to hear. Yeah, they used to put out some great compilations. Yes, so. they did. But let's get right into it. So and and also I want to I want to say this is the what podcast we focus basically mostly on Bonnaroo, but also festivals in general. Moon River, and we're going to get way into this. There's so much I want to talk about, and I know Brian. I can already see him. He's got he's got a list too. I can tell, and he should. Uh, but Moon River is a national festival. Mm-hmm. It draws uh, what five years here, almost five. Fifty five percent of the fans come from outside of Chattanooga, so it it truly has a national footprint. Yeah. It also is a key component to. It was one of the coolest things as part of Chattanooga. I mean, we'll just go ahead and say it, right? So losing it is a big, big deal. So we're going to work backward. I'm going to go ahead and ask the, the, you know, first couple of questions and then we'll kind of work from there. But what happened? Why is it gone? And, and should we be concerned and how concerned are we as a city about our live music scene? Well, You know, as always with these things, we're not always, but in this case, as you might suspect, it's complicated, right? I mean, I can't, I can't say for sure there's any one thing that caused them to take a pause, but there's a lot of things going on. Um, I mean, one is kind of the economics of the festival business. Uh, I think, you know, inflation has affected everything everywhere. Uh, and look, they've got a, a hurdle rate for what they expect, you know, when they do a festival. And uh, it, I can tell you one thing, it's not the city of Chattanooga. We've been over backwards to help them. Uh, they're very happy with, with what we've done. Um, you know, I, I think, but, but, I, but I look, I, I don't think this, this is, uh, you can't look at this separately from what's going on, as you mentioned in the opening, from what's going on uh, in, the rest of the, in the rest of the country. Yeah, we, I have heard uh, weather the last two years just for, to, to, Again, there's so much information here. So two yeah. years ago, 
it's a two-day festival, Saturday, Sunday. Two years ago, the Sunday was basically washed out, literally washed out. And again, to to let everybody know how committed the city is and, and Mayor Tim Kelly, you reached out to them and said, whatever you need, you got it. And I mean, we, we did a podcast. Yeah. yeah. We've had a great relationship with AC for forever. I mean, we, we were partially responsible for, well, it, it never came to light, but we... Uh, we were trying to help them rescue Bonnaroo a few years back just by uh, allowing them to, you know, uh, you remember the year that it was so wet, they needed some help uh, with our wastewater treatment facility. Just, you know, we, we, we've always had a great relationship with AC and they, and they look, they, uh, you know, they still program the Tivoli and the Memorial Auditorium and all that. And I, I know Ted Heineck really well. And so, you know, it's, it's not, it's none of those things. I wouldn't say it's weather. I mean, the weather here is always pretty temperamental. Um, but it, you can't say for sure. What, what I will say is, you know, they, I, I can remember when they announced Moon River. Look, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I've got a Moon River poster up in my office at City Hall. But I, true story right behind my desk. But but uh, I can remember thinking, like, how are they going to make this happen? I, I always thought that venue between the bridges would be amazing for a festival never imagined like how they could secure that how they could manage ingress and egress i mean if there's one thing they are really really good at it's it's festival logistics and they nailed it right it's a it's a fantastic spot um and uh, you know look I, I will say this i mean a we hope that they come back i'm not sure that they would come back to that spot which which i think is uh disappointing I, I you know we'll, we'll see but i think part of it is capacity i mean they want to be able to see more people in there and we can only really support 10 12,000 people in there uh, so this gets back to kind of the economics of of uh, festivals uh however right i, I think uh, i can tell you behind the scenes we're we're talking to some folks about trying to stand up something local uh because uh, th this this is the consolidation uh, of of the festival business isn't helpful to any of this either right because there aren't enough entrants and competitors so you know look i mean we definitely want to get Moon river back we're going to work really hard to get it back uh but in the meantime you know we're going to try to use this year to uh to showcase uh local artists and smaller artists and and do something ourselves Go ahead, go ahead, Brian. Then I have a question. Yeah, Tim. Well, to that point, um, I know you have initiatives like uh, SoundCore um, here locally within mm -hmm. um, within the uh, the city government and other entities through Parks and Rec and others. How much influence can you have to to you as an administration to bring a festival to town or mm -hmm. to try to create one? Um, I, I mean, I know you. Yeah. I, I, you've got a lot of people with that you were, you know, your administration's big, but yeah. you can get that ball rolling. How far does that go? Cause you got to, it's capital. It's yeah. uh, it's the want to it's yeah. um, and it's the availability of artists, not just within the region and the city. Sometimes yeah. if you if we're talking on the scale of, of moon river and, and what this podcast talks about, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you can get the talks begun, but well, how much, how, how far can that go? Well, I mean, there's a couple of levers to pull. One, I mean, very frankly, we could do a lot of things if we were to, you know, write a big fat check, right? Uh, that's just has never been in the cards historically, and I'm not sure that it ever will be. But Huntsville, um, 
you know, unfortunately has kind of changed the game because that is, as uh, the mayor, mayor battle tells me all the time, like they're kind of ashamed of their last name as it were. Uh, and they have to work really hard to get to change Huntsville's image and, and bring in a lot of that technical and engineering talent that they need to run the giant military industrial complex that is Huntsville. Um, and so they've changed the game and that they are willing to write checks, put up money, do guarantees to, to bring festivals down there. Uh, we've never done that. We've never really been asked to do that. I'm not sure that there's a political appetite in order to do that. Uh, that's a conversation we probably are going to have to have at some point. But, I mean, we have a good a draw uh, organically. We have a good music scene organically. I would hate to think that we would have to do that. So to your second point, we do have limited resources. I mean, we're fortunate to have uh, people like Carmen Davis and and uh, Jonathan Sussman and others. Um, look, if we're going to do something local, I think it's going to have to be a very much, it's not going to be just done out of City Hall. It's going to have to be uh, 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 overused word, but it's going to have to be kind of a, a grassroots, organic, local effort to put that on. And uh, but I mean, I look, that's a, one of the things that we ha don't talk enough about. Uh, in my mind, from the mayor's office, is kind of economic localism and trying to celebrate the elements of local uh, culture and local assets. So I, I think it'd be really cool if we could pull that off. Well, speaking of Moon River uh, specifically just to talk to about some rumors and I'm talking Reddit, I'm talking Twitter X, yeah. I'm talking places that don't, you know, this isn't vetted information, but right. a couple of the biggest rumors and, and this popped into my head when you mentioned Huntsville, cause I didn't know, I didn't know what they were talking about. There was people who were like, well, hate to steal moon river from you there guys. Uh, but uh, we'll take it down here in Huntsville. So to what you were just speaking to, might lend some credibility to that potential and then yeah. the other one was to, to to take the old riverbend site the ross's landing site maybe moon river would do better there with a larger yeah. capacity area I, I i don't know because riverbend tried to do the same thing as far as attendance is concerned um in a because yeah. that footprint really is better when it's shrunk it's not as good when it goes all the way up to the hunter museum for those yeah. here locally sorry for those of you who are out of town who don't know the logistics as well but those are just a couple of thoughts on moon moon river specifically just your well look, let me we let need, me add to that yep. tim can yep. i can i jump in real quick because it's part of yeah i was one of those brian who sort of connected that dot when i when we heard Funnily enough, my wife came home from getting her hair done and said the hairdresser just said that Moon River is leaving. <laughs> this was like two weeks ago. Yeah. So, you know, I'm naturally, I'm reaching out to C3 Presents and people I know in the city. And and some of them were like, yeah, that's what we're hearing too. It's going to Huntsville. And part of that rumor, and I'm glad you brought it up, Tim, part of the thinking was is Huntsville is being very aggressive. Mm -hmm. They want to become a music uh, they want to become known for their live music. Yeah. And from all reports I've heard, they have. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't as wacky. A, a it's lunar. a cool city too, by the way. I mean, it, it, well, it really right. has well, been for a long time. Well, it's, it is, it's you know, and again, anyway, the, we've, I've got good friends down there. And again, the mayor and I are, are, uh, are close and, and we've got a lot to, we share a lot of information, but trust me, it's not nearly as cool a city as Chattanooga. It's not nearly no, as- No, no, I'm not- uh, And it's yeah. not as walkable, but they, you know, look, they, I think, correctly see this, um, which which we definitely need to learn from as a teachable moment. They see it strictly as an economic development tool. 
you know, when they're trying to recruit talent to the Huntsville, that, and the mayor's told me directly, that's the number one thing, right? And their uh, amphitheater there has been transformative in that res respect. Um, to your point about uh, needing, we need a larger venue. We, and we knew, we know we need like a five, six, 7,000 seat boutique amphitheater. We do. Um, it'd be great if we could do something like that, you know, maybe at the bend, uh, somewhere, right. Uh, that is the missing piece of the puzzle. I know there's a big music study that's been thrashed around here for about a year, uh, waiting to kind of come out and be born, but you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that that's what it's going to tell us, right. That, that we need that, that is what's missing from our, uh, from our music, uh, live music ecosystem. So those things are all true. Let me ask, because uh, the timing of this seems so strange, because pre-COVID um, and pre-your administration even, but pre-COVID, Chattanooga's music trajectory was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. We were getting, you know, the Graham Nashes, the Bob Dylans, yeah. the My Morning Jacket selling out the Tivoli. I mean, everything was was going forward. COVID hit, uh, but we still had Moon River. Uh, we still had good shows coming. I, but everything kind of hit a pause. Yep. Uh, but I, I said on this show, and I've said on another radio show, um, and I meant it uh, six months ago, that I, it feel, felt to me like the city was about to hit another sort of renaissance uh, with the talk about the amphitheater that you mentioned, with the Tivoli Center, that's going to be an unbelievable uh, bonus for the city. Um, so it, it still felt like everything was moving forward. Um, and then, you know, then Riverbend announces it's hitting pause and now Moon River's hitting pause. So back to my original second part of my question, is, is there concern? How concerned should we be as, a, as music fans in Chattanooga right now? Or is this... And part B of that, going back to the other thing you said, is this an industry kind of reset thing? Is it a city thing or more of an industry thing? Because that's what I'm hearing and feeling. It feels like yeah. an industry kind of reset. That's a lot. I'm sorry. No, to, I, to I lost you for a, a, a little bit of the middle of that, but I got the gist. And uh, look, I think it's an industry thing for the most part. I do not think, I mean, and Ted uh, and the AC folks have been very, very clear that this is nothing that we've done or haven't done. I do think it's an industry thing. And and look, uh, again, one thing that's happened between then and now is that AC has been acquired by Loud Nation. And I look, I, I do think that uh, we need more competition, uh, free and fair competition. I'm not the first person, uh, obviously, to suggest that <laughs> there's some issues around the lack of competitiveness in this space. Loud Nation has done a great job of rolling up a lot of these uh, a lot of this business, but that ha that and that comes with probably some benefits, but it also comes with some some real downsides. And uh, so, you know, it it just changes the bargaining power um, in, between local any local place and you know where they choose to do their thing. Uh, so, you know that. But I gotta say, right? Like I I, I remember when uh, you know when Soundcore started back in the day. I mean, Barry, we're 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 roughly contemporaries. Uh, you know, you couldn't get there was the music scene here was terrible. There was nothing. We couldn't get the buses to stop going from Nashville to Atlanta. And George Parker, you know, uh, made a run at this for a while when he was at the Tivoli. Uh, it was AC that changed the game for us. It was them 
who who really put Chattanooga on the map, and we and and we and since they took over programming at at uh, the Tivoli, that's that's what's caused this spike. I mean, full stop. You know, I mean, and Nick Nick and his job or uh, his team do a great job over there, but it was AC that made that happen, and nobody should be confused about that. Um, however, right, like that relationship's great, still great. Uh, it is these macro issues with uh, with the industry that I think uh, are responsible for this. The only thing I'll I'll say to just specifically to bury your question and your response, Tim, that the uh, is this more of a national scope kind of thing? I think that there's truth to that. Um, what Moon River did this past year was put all their pricing at levels on a national level, from concessions mm -hmm. to ticket pricing, which was already pretty comparable to to the industry, but certainly within the concessions and I have a little bit of insight to some of that. And man, the only insight I have is from that angle. And I'll let, that's where a lot of the blame is coming from in the hallways uh, uh, of that world. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know how much, I mean, this, this town is great, but I mean, we're, we're kind of, kind of, a, we're a frugal town. I was about to say a cheap town. I was like, we're a frugal town. We, we, we spend our money wisely we don't necessarily buy tickets in advance. Sometimes yeah. we want to know for sure we're going to go. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I yeah. wonder if the pricing might have been part of that. I'm not really asking a question. I'm just making a point. Uh, my question is um, Riverbend, obviously, for those who don't know, uh, who are not as local to us, has been was our 40-year gathering on the river. It reset. It got, by all accounts of people from this show, got better. And it's uh, likely done, but that's a lot of people you've known um, mm -hmm. that you would hear, you know, whispers from your friends, from your colleagues about the Moon River um, brass. They would have moved. They, they came from Memphis in 2018. They would have gone to Kentucky if they found a good deal. They, they would have gone to Rome, Georgia, if they thought it would have worked out there. But they, they chose here. So my, my point of that is, is that that's not necessarily those aren't Chattanooga people. You know, those aren't people you're necessarily on an email chain with or a text thread. Did you hear about this? The hiatus, um, I put that in major air quotes. Did you hear about this when we all did? Or were you getting whispers at any point in the in the offseason that they were potentially going to take a pause and, and are, are at least taking some time off? I think probably not coming back, but that's just me. Yeah, no. We had we had heard that they were thinking about it, and obviously we 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 worked with them to see if we could, uh, you know, work out any issues that they might have had to make it more appealing to uh, to, you know, to to carry on with the festival. And ultimately, that didn't that didn't happen. But uh, to your point about Riverbend, right? The festival environment has changed, and you know, there was a time when uh, you know when when Riverbend was perfectly viable, but, you know, things have gotten a lot more competitive and, uh, you know, look, I, I, it's unfortunate that both these things have happened at the same time, you know, Riverbend sort of, um, crapping out as well as, as well as Moon River leaving. But I do think it's an opportunity. We had a lot of great conversations. I was briefly on the, on the friends of the festival board. Um, and look, I mean, it wasn't any secret that Riverbend was in some peril before, right? It wasn't, I mean, uh, sure. that Chris Cobb and those guys did a great job of the musical programming, but there's a lot more to a festival than that. And so, you know, the conversations that we've had and had since then have been, 
what can we do, whether it's Riverbend or Moon River or anything else, right? Um, that would be comparable to Chattanooga, what Jazz Fest is in New Orleans, right? Not not just um, something that reflects our local musical culture, but few, uh, food, visual arts, the whole nine yards, right? That's that's I think what we need, um, and whether that's whether that's something we kind of try to stand up this year as a trial, or whether that's something that we that winds winds up being a reconstituted riverbend, uh, I think I think you know, if there's some temporary pain during this period of change that we have to endure to get there, fine. But I think we would, I think that would be a really cool thing for Chattanooga if we could figure that out. And, and to that point, I, I, I kind of want to address this. Um, for people who are not in Chattanooga or close by, I don't think this is, I don't think we are unique. Yeah. I think a lot of cities are probably having these kinds of conversations, right? That's why part of why I wanted to have you on here. This show is a, has a national footprint. Yeah. We hope, you know, I used to joke we're big in North Korea. <laughs> um, <laughs> the game analytics said we were. Yeah, the damn bot, right? <laughs> um, yeah, the bot, but whatever. Um, so to that point, and, and back kind of back to the Huntsville and, and some of the other cities, there are things that can be done, right? I mean, it's not just you, you, you don't, uh, I don't know, you don't get on Reddit or whatever and say, Hey, I'm the mayor of Chattanooga. Please bring your festival here. There's a lot of infrastructure. There's a lot of commitment, police, public works, all of those things. And, and Chattanooga did that and has done that. And, and I assume will continue, but also, the chamber has done some studies. The sound core Brian mentioned is committed to helping local artists, musicians. So there's a lot that has to happen. But the other thing that I've observed is you can't force it. No. Like I remember there was a study years ago, like the question was, what does Chattanooga want its musical identity to be? Yeah. As in, do we want to be bluegrass or country or whatever? And thankfully, everybody in the room says you 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 can't you can't come that way. It has to happen. You yeah. Know well, I mean? it may be you know it may be that we can help it a little bit because we've talked a lot. You know, again, that the one of the surprising beneficiaries of this is actually the state of Tennessee. People, a lot of people don't realize that if you kind of uh, X-ray our sales tax rate, the big winner when we sell a hot dog is the state. You know, out of nine and a quarter percent local sales tax, six percent of that goes straight up the pipe to Nashville, straight away, right? So the commissioner of tourism uh, is is a big winner, uh, as as is our local, you know, Chattanooga uh, tourism company because of the hotel motel tax, uh, and so you know uh, that's that's a relevant part of the conversation, right? We just have to. I would also say, like, we have that infrastructure. We're really good. Our police department's really good at managing events. Um, and, and you, you can make it happen. It's, if you want to dig in your pocket and go spend a million bucks, uh, to draw somebody, to incentivize somebody in or guarantee that they'll make X number of dollars, which essentially is what Huntsville's doing, you know, Hey, again, it goes back to sort of the, uh, the, the lack of, uh, or, or, or the, the consolidation of the, of the festival industry. But look, I would much rather see us grow something from the bottom up uh than than to just kind of try to do some store-bought bs and and make it happen from the top down as far as moon moon river specifically i when i asked you had you heard in advance 
is there any negotiations with not necessarily Drew Holcomb and his uh, and his crew, the, the 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 originator of the founder of the of this uh, of the festival? Is there any negotiations of sorts? Is it was it like, hey, we we need we're, we're lacking this, we need more of this from you, or is it much more simple than that? What, it, no, is I mean, it complex more than just hey, we're just we're just looking, we're, we're taking the year off. Get back to Tim. See you later. Bye. Look, there are. I think they would love to figure out a way to get more people in the venue. They want to be able to sell more tickets. I mean that that much is clear. I mean we can't change uh, the venue at Coolidge, and we wouldn't want to. It's a fantastic spot, right? I mean everybody loves it. But I was again, shocked how many people we ended up putting up there in there to begin with. Me and it too. Beautiful. You look yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's it's cool, and the artists love it. And this is the one thing I can tell you that's different from AC and every other promoter we've ever dealt with. AC understands that the artist experience is is as as important as the customer experience, right? Uh, and and I think Drew Holcomb would tell you. I mean, it's fantastic, but the economics are the economics and we can only put, you know, so many people in that spot. Um, you know, I, I would like to have thought that there was a way to, you know, to man, I mean, I guess they could have raised the price, but you know, again, at the end of the day, there wasn't any one thing and, you know, we'll, and again, we're going to work hard with them in the, you know, in the intervening year to tr see if we can figure out how to bring it back because you're never going to compete with their, um, logistical expertise and their and their and frankly the the you know the weight they carry from a booking standpoint uh but but in the meantime again i think we can do something cool uh and it's a great opportunity and a great teachable moment for us to rally the local community around what's important what i also wanted to say uh around our identity our musical identity is that it, it is frustrating I think you guys are—you guys get it as as well as anybody—that you know, Memphis is a blues, Nashville's country, right? Upper East Tennessee's bluegrass. What the hell is Chattanooga? And and trying to figure out a way the in between, right? Yeah, right. But I mean, try selling that in an elevator, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, how, how do you? We all know what it is. It's kind of like a you know the old. Uh, the old uh, Supreme Court definition of pornography, right? You know it when you see it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Chatt I it when I see Chattanooga it. has this really cool, funky. I always think about old Bruce Hampton, the Aquarium Rescue Unit, right? This weird fusion vibe uh, musical scene, but it lacks a meme, right? It lacks a simple way to express. Um, to your point, Barry, I would love for that to just sort of bubble to the surface, but I think it may need a little help to bubble it to the surface because I think if we can do a better job of encapsulating it, we can do a better job of selling it. Yeah. I mean, out of those conversations um, and, and Moon River proved it and some other nightclubs that opened over the last couple of years, what we learned, AC, as you mentioned, was very key uh, in committing into, into the city and, and bringing in music, but also people outside of the city discovered that they could travel yep. here pretty much park their car at their hotel and walk anywhere they wanted to go yep. to a restaurant and a bar and a music venue. We are, That's an advantage yeah, that we have. Our structural advantages are huge. And they would tell you that, right? We have the hotels, we know how to do event management, but you know, I mean, and that's not nothing like having that institutional competency, the managing, even stuff like Ironman, right. Uh, 
we are good at this stuff. Um, but when you got cities like Huntsville that are that are willing to write checks, uh, it's it's kind of like the old joke about the kid so ugly you got to tie a pork chop around his neck to get the dog to play with it. Well, we're not willing to tie pork chops around our necks because we're not an ugly kid in that regard, right? Um, right. And, and I don't think we need to do that. I think we just have got to uh, again. Some of this stuff is a I think is due to you know post pandemic inflationary pressures. We will be fine in the long run. This is definitely a, a blip, a hiccup. Uh, I can't say exactly what it'll look like, but I think, you know, uh, my job as mayor is to make sure that we come out the other side of it better than we went into it. Well, I'd like to speak to that real quick, Tim, that we will be better reg- you know, or fine or uh, well, this is not going to derail the city. Yeah. Um, not every city has a, a really big, cool music festival. I mean, right. they, they, they just don't. And um, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think things like Main Times 24 have kind of become the celebration of the city. That's one I, I, I know you'll at least agree with that to a oh, certain yeah. degree that, that totally. that's become that's my favorite. Yeah, a, Mine a, too. a big, big celebration um, of the city. Uh, I want to speak real quick, though, to the, the amphitheater. Uh, for my generation, and we're not too far apart in generations, but just mm-hmm. a little bit, I, I would say the amphitheater discussion is kind of like the old high speed rail discussion which is now back yeah. in your, your uh in the discussion points here locally but yeah. only just in the discussion portion at this point. i know there's a little bit of funding but um i've been hearing about an amphitheater since i was 15 years old and i've been going <laughs> to amphitheater since i was about 17 18 years old yeah and thinking boy it'd be nice to have one of these and I just don't believe for a damn second we're ever going to get one after hearing well, about it for 27 years. Well, here's part of the problem we've got, and this extends well beyond, you know, uh, issues around live entertainment, uh, is that Chattanooga is a mid-sized city in, in a in a tough position, and we are not as big or as wealthy as an Atlanta or a Nashville or even a Huntsville. I mean, Huntsville on a per capita basis is a much wealthier place. And so it has had, to Barry's earlier point, kind of a depression era mentality, kind of a loser's limp, honestly, of like, oh, that's bullshit. It's never going to happen. And by the way, oh, I'm not going to. I mean, there are good reasons people don't buy tickets early. Like, again, in the aggregate, it's not a wealthy community. And that changes people's mindset, right? I mean, you're seeing this stuff play out now around the stadium debate, right? People, I mean, back to the aquarium, people hated if you yeah. go back and read the newspapers around 1990, people thought the aquarium was a terrible idea, right? That'll never happen. That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. And 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 I'm not mad about it, but it's just one of those uh, unfortunate side effects of living in a place. I mean, look, that's why the Tennessee Valley Authority was founded. This was a very poor place. And people had had like Charlie Brown had had the football pulled away from him a thousand times, right? Yeah. And so that mindset lingers on but i'll be damned you know as a mayor if i'm gonna say oh well the hell with it right I'm, i mean that's just a dumb mindset uh I, I do think we can get rail service and i do think uh that we can uh figure out a way to build an amphitheater I'm, I'm and really in, yeah. sorry to, to cut you off to, and really just until recently really maybe since volkswagen certainly this century yeah. people are coming here 
before that, this was a very settled community. Yeah. You know, in the in the in the late last century, in yeah. the last, you know the last fifty years, this was a place that people came because it, it was it was a very affordable place to live. There were a lot of things to do. Maybe not like an you know. It, yeah, modernized the way we know now, but there were things to do and it wasn't far away. And so to get people like that, and I don't mean those people, I don't mean to sound like that, but yeah. to say, Hey, we're going to do things different over here. We're going to build a fish tank. Right. You know, like I understand why people are slow to come around to that. Even in the more modernized world where we're at now, and unless you want to start talking tiffs now on the show, I don't, don't think that's where we want to go. Well, today. No, I mean, but, we can't talk about tiffs because I mean, look, tiffs are, it's really frustrating that we've never figured out a way to explain tips better to the public. I mean, part of it goes back to the, to the basic, um, you know, cognitive uh, bias mistake that somehow you can equate household finance with, with municipal finance, right? They're not the same thing. I mean, yeah. tips run work. it like a business, Tim, run it like a business. Well, well I mean, I mean, in this case, there is no. more like a business. You also can't run a business like you run, a household because you have yeah. more available tools, right? The thing about a TIF is it is the benefits of the stuff that you do in a TIF are paid for by the investment in the TIF. The taxpayers that are paying for it are the people who are buying property in that because as those property taxes rise, you're taking a percentage of the increment in that property tax to pay the debt service on the thing you've built, right? So it's it's the closest thing to bootstrapping or kind of alchemy. You can almost make two plus two equal five. It's a self of self-fulfilling prophecy. So they definitely work. Again, you want to see how they work? Go to Huntsville. Huntsville's done a number of them without a lot of controversy, um, by the way. And so it it does come down to vision and getting away from that kind of crab pot mentality, that negativity, that glass half empty uh mentality frankly that has plagued this place for a long long time yeah i always uh, to me it's sort of uh, trying to dis to explain it to people i, I use the examples of uh, restaurants and, and even the river walk uh you build you know the river walk doesn't bring in a dime per right. se there's no ticket you don't pay a you know a ticket to go there but it transformed that whole part of the city and it just makes it cool. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're living in a cool city. Uh, restaurants are another good example. You know, if you have good restaurants, it just feels better. Yeah. If, if it's the same old meat and three, it's, you know, uh, well, and again, to, and music to, is the same, which is to continue the analogy, Barry, if you were to go to the bank and say, I'm going to borrow some money to buy a restaurant. Well, how are you going to pay me back? I'm going to pay you back because this is going to be a great restaurant. We're going to make a lot of money, and that's going to generate the proceeds to pay you back. That's kind of how a TIF works, right? Like yeah, there's no right. taxpayer paying for that, uh, except that it is, it's happening through the sales tax collections uh, and the property tax collections uh, from City Hall. All right, man, we've kept you uh, – first of all, I wanted to say uh, – um, it's it's not in my nature to pick up a phone on a Saturday morning and call the city's mayor or, or send him a text yeah. and say, hey, can you give up an hour on a Sunday morning? But to my earlier point that I knew you to be a music fan, yeah. I, I kind of figured 
you would want to talk about Absolutely. this. And I can't thank you. And I can't believe you didn't ask any here, questions. Yeah, sorry. Well, I was about to say, before we get out of here, <laughs> we we, we've got, yeah, yeah. I would, I, Tim, I got to think you're the, uh, the the most frequented Bonnaroo patron that's a mayor in this country. I, I, I think that that's a fair uh, uh, guess. Yeah, um, probably. Your thoughts on this year's lineup and um, just your past experiences with Bonnaroo, um, yeah. just in general. Well, look, I think you can see the economics of the festival business reflected in this year's lineup, right? DJs are a hell of a lot cheaper than, than, uh, than live music. Well, it's, young, and, young and, people like them a lot better than like Neil Young too. Well, it's, right? it's, so. it's fortunate that they do because they're also a hell of a lot cheaper. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think, uh, with the consolidation, I think you're talking, you know, look, it's a company like any other company and they have an expectation in terms of return on invested capital. And I, it, you know, I hate it, but it, it is, you know, unless you're a nonprofit entity standing up a festival for your local, you know, city, that's the business. Now that said, like, I'm going to, I'm, I've already bought my tickets. I'm going, I'm always going to go. I really don't look hard at the lineup. I don't make my decision to attend Bonnaroo based on the lineup. I just love oh, we the, talk about that all. Yeah, the time. I, I I love yeah, the culture and the environment, and I love the, uh, you know, the smaller stages. So uh, I'm excited and looking forward. Yeah, to Yeah, we we regular. I know I know I say it. I'm sure we all do at some point. Uh, who's at Bonnaroo this year? Doesn't who, matter. Who cares? <laughs> me. It's, yeah. Me. It doesn't matter. It, <laughs> me. Is the venue any good? I mean, I mean, not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, is, yeah, I'm going to see Barry. Yeah, yeah. Is the lineup any good? <laughs> you yeah. know, I I doesn't jump. matter. Main stage, don't like it. Never liked it. I like the what stage. I like that stage. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I can, you know, I generally go VIP. I'm old and I'm spoiled in that regard, but it's just, you know, you don't have to apologize for that, no. Tim. Come on, yeah. Now. <laughs> uh, and I generally don't stick around on Sunday night. So, you know, if anybody's interested in my <laughs> VIP passes, uh, you can pick Neither them up on the I. way home Saturday how, or Sunday. How but. many have you been, Tim? How many have you been? I, 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 I would guess could... upwards of ten. I mean, yeah, I lost count. I can, I'm going to walk. I'll show you my, my hallway back here is, uh, is, uh, covered in, in old Bonnaroo posters. My, uh, you can see that one. The, uh, the, oh, yeah. I think the, um, the big thing people miss is, you know, the charity auction, they, they auction off all these posters. So you guys are probably missing out on that because nobody, uh, Nobody participates, nice. and it's a going VIP and buying all the uh, auctioned off posters. Yeah, man. Well, like they're them. not I'm even surprised. expensive, you know. Y'all should. Uh, everybody <laughs> needs to hop in on that. But yeah, I think it's been my, my first Bonnaroo. I, I'm not like a you know Jeff Styles or probably one of you guys. I mean, I think my first one was probably. Um, I'm, 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 I'm trying to. Th- I'm, I'm gauging this off my son's age because I took him to say Jay Z to see Jay Z, and I want to say that was 2000 and maybe. Uh, 95, 05, probably 2008. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, something like that. Same with yeah. me. Well, well, what about last year? That was such a cool moment. Uh, oh yeah. You presenting the key to the city. Yeah. That was two years ago. Was two years ago? Yeah. Was it two? I think it was two that years ago. That was two years ago. Last year. That was two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Yeah. Last year was, wow. I, 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 I had a schedule conflict last year. I was only able to go for a day and it was not a great day, but, uh, okay. um, but no, two years ago was very, very cool. That was a hell of a honor and a privilege and just a really cool moment. Um, yeah, it was, uh, that was super cool. Whose idea was it? Uh, you know, one of my staffers who's a, you know, it's amazing how many Isaiah Rashad fans, uh, I have in the office that I didn't know. Matter of fact, we just hired a new comms guy 
who worked for John Bell Edwards, the the uh, governor of Louisiana, um, you know, redheaded white guy who moved up from Baton Rouge. He's like, you know, huge Isaiah Rashad fan. So uh, nice. the guy uh, has an incredible following and it's proud. You know, it's a really cool thing that he's a Chattanooga and it's oh, a cool I, thing to be the mayor. I was shocked about that because we didn't get a heads up on that, um, which I was surprised. But luckily I ran into you and you yeah. told me about it. And then we scrambled uh, some of my biggest uh, numbers on Twitter, actually, were the video I made uh, of that. That's his, great. His, popul- his popularity blew me away at the time. I'll admit it. I never heard of the guy. The guys from right here in town. I'd never heard of the guy. The place well, was. Packed. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not a big hip hop guy. My wife is. And so she knew and she, she, and, and then Dylan Rivera, who was a member of my staff, reached out to his mom and kind of made it all happen to his credit. Uh, but you know, when I, I, you know, and my, my son had, I mean, I, I saw, and there was some, I think I was in Brooklyn visiting my son. It was the first time I ever heard his name. And I was like, wait, he's from Chattanooga. What? Uh, yeah, so sure. anyway, uh, very, very cool in retrospect and uh, an honor. Well, and we, we actually, uh, a future episode of this show, we interview uh, Olivia uh, from the paper. Uh, and we talk about this. She took the picture for the Chattanooga Times Free Press. And the way it came down for me is I got a text from Ted Heining, who you mentioned yeah. just a little bit ago, president of AC, said, are you coming to the the show? The mayor's going to present Isaiah with the key to the city. And I'm like, mayor of what? Manchester? <laughs> Which mayor? I mean, yeah. why is he given? And he's like, no, Tim Kelly. And and so we, I sent her a quick text and we rallied and, the Ken Weinstein allowed uh, Olivia and Nate Gale, yeah. who was, I think, shooting pictures for Channel Tw- a Nine, uh, to go in, you know, beyond the usual three first three songs. So mm-hmm. it, it just a great, a great event for Isaiah and his parents were there, right? His family yeah. was there and cool thing that you did. Well, uh, and so I wanted to mention that. Yeah. And it's, it's look, this is going to pay dividends. Cause I, again, I'm, I'm a musician. I've been playing in bands. I've been a drummer since I was five years old. And I can tell you that the, the health and vitality and the vibrance of the, of the local music scene, which was always kind of there on a low boil beneath the surface has continued to get bigger and bigger and better and better. And I don't see that stopping. I don't see the toothpaste going back in the tube. And so all of this stuff is, you know, this is a blip. Again, I'll say that again. Um, Chattanooga is a musical town. It's going to be more of a musical town. And, uh, you know, our job is to organize these assets in a way to make sure the world knows that. Well, I'll tell you what, too, real quick before we wrap things up, that that the local music scene and local people didn't love the idea of Moon River being here. Certainly not at the jump. And they might have warmed up to it a little bit. But I don't think the the it's any indication or any indictment or any have anything to do with, with, with this city. We were fortunate that we had a nice little spot for them to plop in here. They ran out of time. They ran out of room in Memphis five, five years ago. I mean, I can't prove it. I was like, okay, that's great. They'll be here for a few years and then, you know, they'll hit the road and find somewhere else. If if it's successful, they'll move. And I think that's probably what's happening. And I don't think that has anything to do with this city at all. Now the Riverbend thing, you know, I'm a, that's, that's a little bit of heartbreak on that one. We, we could spend another time on that, but yeah. I think this is just a passing fad and we got plenty to work on that. that well, I'll tell you do this. with or without them. Yeah. With or without them, as you say, 
Um, I mean, I will not leave the mayor's office if I can help it without making sure that there is some festival here that is reflective of local art, uh, local culture, local vibe uh, that is sustainable and, again, more reflect, more and more directly reflects who we are. Uh, as a city in all that kind of wonderful complexity. So trust me, that is uh, high on my list of priorities. You know I do a local podcast that's all about things people say in this city, and I will not leave the mayor's office until I'm, I listen, I'm insert not, I'm not here. Yeah. I got that, Mark. <laughs> Underline it in red, brother, because I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious, yeah. I might even uh, AI it, too, and we'll really have some fun with it. Go for it. Sorry. All, right. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys you guys did what I was going to ask yeah. as the wrap-up. The one thing I will ask, uh, Tim, because I can, I can just hear listeners out there, can you put a number on 2025? Do you think we have a Moon River in 2025, or do you think it's gone? I, I don't – you mean like handicap it, like a percentage? Yeah. Ah, man, that's a tough one because I think that I mean, there's a lot of that stuff that's not, you know, it's not within our control. It is a, you know, they got a lot of places they could put, plop that thing down to to Brian's point, and who knows, you know, it's kind of like In fact, it's exactly like economic development. Like I work with the chamber all the time on these big projects. You know, um, is this thing going to go here? Is it going to go to South Carolina? Is it going to go to Kentucky? It's a poker game, right? And you know, uh, how. How much do you want to, uh, how hard do you want to, you know, bend over backwards to make it happen? It, it's, it kind of is a bit of a math problem in that regard. Uh, so, you know, we'll see, I, I would say it's probably a coin toss. Uh, but you know, if, if not, I will say if we don't, then, then we're going to figure out something else because not having a festival here is not an option. That much is true. Man, I can't thank you enough. Yep. Thank you, man. Uh, Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you, guys. Good to see you. Enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, I can't wait to see you at the next uh, show. Headed to the Chinese New Year celebration, but if I don't see you before then, I'm sure I'll see you guys around Bonnaroo. All right, so there you go. Uh, Brian, let me ask you first. Uh, no, let me ask Russ first. What was your takeaway? What do you? What's your elevator speech from that show? I mean, it sounds like pretty much what we already thought, you know, it's not coming back or at least not to that space, um, which is a shame because, you know, last five years we've we've gone and we've loved it and we've covered it. And uh, so we don't exactly know what that's going to mean going forward now. Brian, take away. Yeah, I mean, the, the takeaway is that um, likely not not coming back to the location that it is. Um, also fortunate to have a, uh, a really cool mayor who uh, gets, um, I'll just say, hip things, uh, things that are on the radar, things that people of certain ages uh, care, care about. And um, that was very, I think, obvious in, in the way that he responded to just this quickly to, to be on with us. But losing... Losing both our festivals is adds a kick in the you know what around here. I mean, we we I'm not happy at all about it, and I've not been I have not been particularly um, impressed with Moon River recently. Not the not the organization and the people they treat us like gold. The festival itself, the genre specific nature of it, I thought was kind of constrictive. Like I think it, it kind of kept it from from being the bigger boulder bet that it wants to be. I'm not as big, a, I'm not as big a worried about 
losing them as I are our other festival, Riverbend, but to lose them both just is like, it's deflating, you know, going into yeah. a new year, it's deflating. And to hear our mayor say specifically, I will not leave, which he's running for re-election in case anybody wondered in the next less than a <laughs> year or so, which he will very likely win. So he's got four years to f- fulfill this. Uh, he won't leave the office until he brings another festival to town or creates one. It's a pretty big promise. And we hit record on that promise, Tim. <laughs> yeah. <Thanks. laughs> yeah, we definitely have that. Uh, I, I agree with both of you on that. I I thought the I thought my first takeaway was that uh, probably not coming back, and it's not that big a deal. Yeah. I think I, I and I I get what he's saying. It, it it the fact that we lost them both. That's what. That's the part that hurts. That's like the part emo- that hurts. Like the soul. That's the part that hurts. Losing Moon River. If you just said, "Hey, let's just pick some stuff out of thin air that might happen," Moon River moves. Right. Right. I agree with I agree okay. with that. And you know, and part of it fine. is because we get acts that come to those that we don't we would not see otherwise. So so that's a big loss. The other thing and we really didn't focus on it and it's my fault for not bringing it up earlier is and I really should have cuz he mentioned it twice. He thinks part of the reason it's maybe leaving is that that site was too small. And and we didn't talk about that. I'm and I'm sorry for throwing that at you guys right now, but when it came, that was the target size. The boutique festival, 10 to 12,000 people was exactly what was wanted. So uh, we might have to revisit that in a later show. Well, the idea yeah, that it needs to be bigger. I never thought it to needs me. to be bigger. Yeah. Anytime I've been there, you just think this is the perfect size. And I never thought yeah. this should be 10 yeah, times that bigger. That was news to no. me. And we need to, we need yeah. to revisit that later. And I apologize. That's my fault for yeah. not catching that and talking about it earlier. But we're not, we're, you're, you're thinking as a patron, you're not thinking as an organizer and everything's got to be bigger. It's got to, you got to I mean, make that's money. That's how it works. It's always sure. got to be bigger. And I hate that. I really do. Good enough is a fine place to be in my life. Uh, good is not the enemy of great. I, 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 Tim says that. If we were getting that, I would have had to give Tim shit for that. Tim always says, there good it is. is the enemy of great. The, the Brian is, Stone credo. Good enough yeah. is a fine place <laughs> to be. Good enough is fine. You know what the enemy of great is? Perfection. Perfection <laughs> is the enemy of great. You'll never be great if you're trying to be perfect, and you'll never be good if you're only trying to be great. Good enough. <laughs> Remind me next time we introduce Brian. Good enough is a fine place to be. That's yeah. what we're going to go with. How's it going? Good enough. Good enough. Good enough. <laughs> you know, I am I am glad you mentioned lineup, though, because, uh, you know, that's one thing we've heard is that it's a tough year to book festivals, and it's kind of reflected in some of these lineups. But uh, then you look at, you know, also this week, Bourbon and Beyond came out, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that in the future episode. But that lineup is outstanding. It, it, and yeah, that's we just are. Louisville. That's just four or five hours from here. Yeah, we don't typically do teasers, but that's a good teaser. We're going to talk about that probably, if not next week, then the week after. But that lineup is almost fake. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Like, who who yeah. made a mock lineup around here, you idiot? Get <laughs> exactly. out of here. All right. Well, thanks again to you guys, and thanks again to uh, Tim Kelly. I hope that show was good enough. And uh, thank <laughs> you guys was. for listening. Yeah, instead of never not great, we're going to be just good enough. Just good enough is a fine (laughs) place to be.
Consequence Podcast Network.